Talking about movies, talking about films, talking about actors and directors and whatever else we feel like movies and films. Welcome to Movies and Films. This is a podcast where your two hosts, Jake and Joel, watch and discuss a new movie each week. We have both compiled a list of 20 of our favorite movies of all time, and we are taking turns picking movies one at a time off of each other's list. This week's movie is The Conjuring. We'd love it if you watched it with us and let us know what you thought of it. Find us on Instagram at Movies and Films Pod and on Facebook at Movies and Films with Jake and Joel. Uh, we also have an email address, which is Movies and Films Pod at gmail.com. See you later. Episode 5 Movies and Films with Joel and Jake, Jake and Joel. And today we're going off of Jake's list. That's right. With our fifth movie. A movie. I've never seen. This is the first movie so far that I have not seen. Yeah. This movie is The Conjuring. It is. From 2012? 13? 13? Okay. Maybe 13. Right around there. Uh, directed by James Wan. Mm-hmm. Master. A very, very venerated, decorated horror film uh, director. He did okay. the Insidious Yeah. Movies. He's done all of these He's, Conjuring yeah. verse ones, or has he done all of well, them? Well, yeah. He's been a producer on most, mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. all of them, but he hasn't directed. I think he directed Conjuring 1 and 2, and that's it. Yeah, but he did Saw. He did do Saw. That, that was, was his like, first movie. I think that was, was Saw. His big, and then he break. did like Dead Silence and like a couple other ones, and okay. Mal- Malignant was his, is his okay. latest one. That was more recent, yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool. Um, all right, well, since it's off Jake's list, I will run us through. I have not rehearsed this, so okay. this is just shooting from the hip, baby. Let's Here we do go. It. Uh, the Conjuring first scene is these two or three college girls. They seem to be these kind of young ladies are with Ed and Lorraine Warren, who are played by Patrick Wilson, who I really like. I, I like, do too. He's been in a lot of great things for me. Um, and Vera, I forget her last name. She's but she's she's in one of my favorite movies as well, which we'll get to at some point. Vera Farmiga. Farmiga, yes. They are paranormal investigators, and she is a clairvoyant medium of sorts. She can kind of communicate with the spirit realm. Um, They're basically paranormal investigators, and they are being asked about this doll named Annabelle, which these girls have in their house that they share together and yeah. she is terrorizing them why would you buy that i don't know like yeah. why why would terrifying you have looking that doll doll um so it's a very classic i mean it's almost like a tiny little mini horror movie at the beginning yeah they tell them you know she's following me around they try to throw her in the dumpster she comes back and they explain to her kind of some ground rules for the i guess the whole universe of yes. these movies yeah um basically that there are these spirits uh, he says at some point in the movie, it's not a ghost, but uh, yeah. they're these... They're like demonic. Yes, yeah. these demonic spirits that have no actual physical bodies, but they're able to use certain objects right. as like a channel or a, a link between their world and ours. Yep. And Annabelle, this doll, is is being used as one of them. Yeah, a conduit. That's what a they call conduit, it. A yep. conduit, yes. Uh, they couldn't couldn't name it the conduit. Yeah, what had it right there? Just missed the uh, opportunity there. <laughs> so uh, anyway, that's basically just. I mean, that's the first eight minutes maybe of the movie is is just yeah. this scene, and it's kind of establishing who Ed and Lorraine are. Then we switch to the Perrins or Perrones. Yeah. I don't know how their name is pronounced. Um, yeah, but I'm it's not sure. Let's say Perrin. Yeah, uh, they are moving into a new house. The dad uh, is a truck driver. 
I mm-hmm. believe. He is. And uh, so he's moving his family here. It's in New England. I think it's in Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Yep. Uh, which, you should say at this point, it is based off a of true story very oh, yeah. loosely. <laughs> I looked up the, the true story afterwards. No, it's actually exactly how it happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically, I mean, yeah, the first couple story beats are pretty are modeled after after the true story but uh, it did happen in either Rhode Island or Massachusetts and um, they have this new house they're moving their family in the first sign that something is wrong is that their dog Sadie yeah. does not go into the house doesn't want to come in and just stays outside does not come in so they they start getting uh, settled for the night and then we have I mean probably a good it's interspersed with some of the Warrens, but I would say the next 45 maybe minutes of this movie are this family, the parents, like figuring out that something is very wrong with this house. Right. It's like a slow build. Yes. A reveal. Like more and more things are happening. Bigger things are happening. Scarier things yes. are happening. It's like... So the dog dies. They find the dog dead the next morning. After it's a shame. Spin- yeah. Uh, and then uh, birds are slamming themselves into the walls yeah. and killing themselves they keep smelling this like this like rotting flesh throughout the house uh someone keeps pulling on the the child they have four or five daughters they have a lot of daughters lots of kids someone keeps in the middle of the dark pulling on the girl's legs as they sleep in their beds uh and then they find that there's an old boarded up basement which is, at that point I'm gone. I'm like, right. we're basement. moving. Yeah, we're, we're not, moving we're again. Not settling here. The thing though, like, because that is the natural, like, yeah, we would just move. Of course, but yeah, yeah. They they do a good job of saying, well, they can't move because right. he has this job and like, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you're gonna have a horror movie that's taken seriously, you have to like at least cover some of those, <laughs> right? You know, which is why a lot of them I think are based in the past because we don't have cell phones and stuff because cell right. phones could solve so many, yeah, <laughs> issues yeah. so quickly. All of I think I want to say. Almost all of these movies have yeah. are, take place at yeah. some point in the this past. This one is in, I think, the late 60s. Late 60s. Yeah. And so they're figuring out something is wrong, and it culminates with uh, one of the daughters is like keeps sleepwalking, and she's banging her head into this dresser. And uh, her and her sister, who's kind of up with her, see there's this like witch spirit lady yeah. who we find later is named Bathsheba who like leaps off of the top of the dresser onto her. She screams. The whole house gets up. The parents now know something is really wrong. So then they go and they find Ed and Lorraine who have, who are teaching at a college about paranormal exorcisms and that kind of thing. Right. She pleads with them. They're like, oh, we can't right now. We can't come. She's like, no, please come. And so they kind of realize, oh, something's really wrong. So they come to the house. Lorraine can immediately tell... She sees this like kind of spirit mm-hmm. kind of shape following them around. Ed is a little more skeptical, but then they pretty much right then just they realize that this house is haunted in it, some way. It's like all the telltale signs. Yes. They <laughs> they say that, okay, there's all these things um, that are pointing to actual sp- evil spirit stuff in this place. So they explain that they have to perform an exorcism on the house. Or they have to cleanse the house. Right. And in order to do so, they need to collect some hard evidence that the house is being inhabited by a spirit. Uh, and then they need to get they need to get approval from basically the church, the Vatican. Right. Yeah, because they're on Catholic, some level. They're Catholic. Yes. So. Uh, and the daughters are not baptized. That's part of the story, which makes it harder to get um, the approval. But um, 
they then have to they set up all these cameras throughout mm-hmm. the house and they find they the big thing that they finally kind of catch is that this door slams shut this door to the basement like slams shut and no one was there they get that on camera right and so he's they, like all right this is yeah they spend a couple days or a yes. couple nights there yes and then like two of the two nights is they get all sorts of yeah crazy evidence you know the yes. girl is like dragged by her hair and like yes oh right yeah, yeah that wasn't a, on camera though was it yeah it is okay yeah, yeah that the was kids withdrew the, right their assistant the yeah. first night nothing happened because Lorraine there right because yeah. the guy remember the guy was like I believe the clocks right it's right it's 308 yeah <laughs> yes yes so that's another thing that the clocks all stop right at, yeah. at 309 or 307 307 yeah and uh in, in the morning. So this continues. Uh, they they do get the evidence, and as they're ex- as they're researching it, uh, Lorraine finds kind of the backstory of what's happening, which is that there was this witch named Bathsheba, who lived there a long, long time ago, hundreds of years ago. Uh, she she murdered her baby and sacrificed it to Satan, basically. Yeah. And then so her husband and like everyone else, you know, freaked. And uh, we're going to burn her as a witch, and as they did in those days. And so uh, she hangs herself. Uh, she proclaims her love for Satan and hangs herself from this tree right. behind her and house. And the big thing is that she, she curses. curses the yep. land. Right. So she curses the ha- land that this house is on, for all the inhabitants that will live here mm-hmm. um, onward. So they're like, this is the spirit. Um, many, many more things happen. There's a lot of details I won't get into, but, um, Lorraine finally realizes that, uh, this spirit is possessing whatever woman lives in the house to kill her child. Mm -hmm. And this has happened. She kind of has this vision of this woman in the basement that had just killed her own child. And she says, she made me do it. She made me do it. Right. And so they, at this point are like, we have to get the... We have to get the Vatican's approval. We have to cleanse this house. And the um, the priest is that they find, he's like, well, yeah, it's going to be hard right. because they're not baptized. But I agree, like, we're going to we're gonna need to try. This is definitely beyond the shadow of a doubt. And But they're like, we're going to have to wait. And in the in-between time, between as they're waiting, uh, Bathsheba possesses Carolyn, I think is her name, mm-hmm. the mom. Yep. She then immediately tries to kill her daughter, which we all see coming. And then, uh, and then it all happens very quickly. They Ed and Lorraine decide we can't wait. We have to perform right. the exorcism now. Just, Ed that does. So it's like chaotic. in the basement. Yes, I forgot how yeah. crazy and chaotic it was. It is pretty chaotic. He's not licensed. He's really not. Too, he's not he's really not ordained. authorized. Ordained, yes. right? And Lorraine is very. He says that every time that this happens, it kind of takes a piece of her. Right. And uh, so they're neither of them are super sure that they should be doing this, but they they feel like they don't have a choice. Especially or Lorraine is like we have to help them. Right. So uh, she basically kind of helps transfix Bathsheba a bit, and also kind of com- uh, kind of communicates with Carolyn during this whole team time. She's trying to kill her daughter. They're mm-hmm. trying to perform this exorcism. Crazy stuff happens. She vomits blood. She, she the witch, her face turns into the witch's face. Uh, she, her chair is turned upside down yeah, and wild. thrown up against the the ceiling, and uh, all very classic exorcism uh, yeah. stuff. And then uh, it works. The spirit is, I'm assuming, is banished to hell, which I yeah. think is what he's saying in Latin. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that the power of Christ compels you to go back to 
the the fiery gates of hell or whatever and then uh and then that's the end of the movie and then it, it ends with there's this music box that um the kind of a ghost of the sun right which sun, is Rory, an actual ghost one of the one of the children that was was killed by one of the mothers yes who's not a bad spirit he's like a good a good right, ghost right. he's been kind of communicating through the whole time right. through this music box with one of the daughters um they take that they put it in their kind of it's like uh almost like raiders of the lost ark level like uh like a muse- warehouse yeah, of like a museum curiosities yeah. yeah which by the way i'm like that's one thing where i'm like guys i get what you're i get he he says in the movie he's like you don't what does he say he's like um, keep the genie in the bottle. You want to keep the genie in yeah. the bottle. And I'm like, cool, but don't put, why do you have all these things? He's like, we're going to find the most evil objects that we yeah. can possibly find. We're going to put them in our house. With our daughter. Leave, and we're going to leave the door open. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, says it's, he says it's cleansed by a priest once a month or something. Uh, I feel like that's not I enough. I feel like it's not enough. <laughs> if, you've ever, if you've ever had an exterminator come to your house, uh, you yeah, you, you'll... It feels like it's not enough. Yeah, I have the I have them coming to my house every week to spray for <laughs> bugs. <laughs> so uh, anyway, uh, it ends with I thought it was a great. This is not my best shot or anything, but I thought a great shot is the very end of the movie where you see nothing. Right. Uh, it, it zooms in on this the mirrored kind of lid of this music box, and it feels very in, like the end of Inception. Uh, where right, it's like yeah, you're yeah. staring, you're like, oh my God, what am I going to see? What am I going to see? What am I going to see? And then it just ends. They the all right. end that way. Oh, all really? of the movies in this Conjuring universe okay. end with like a suspense. You're waiting for a jump scare and then the, the credits. Yeah. Nothing Nothing scares you. I like that. That's a good That's yeah. a good signature. Very cool. Um, all right. That was long, but um, that is The Conjuring. Yeah. Great job. Thank you. Thank you. Now that I have blathered on about the plot points, uh, what do you think, Jake, is the thing that keeps this movie from being better? What is its Achilles heel? I want to say the mom towards the beginning. Okay, Carolyn? Yes. Yeah. I don't... That's the actress, yeah. specifically. Her I, acting. I think a lot of the line deliveries mm. were not very good. Yeah. It's like, this is going to take some serious elbow grease. Mm. I'm like that was really bad yeah so and there were several lines like that you know she there's the line where she talks about her iron deficiency thing she like weighs her head and oh like, yeah it's just not good i did notice this earlier in the movie i did notice that like her deliveries felt a little kind of like just cliched yeah and maybe not great yeah not good now she does i mean she's acting all of that out through the that third act mm-hmm. like that's the same actress yeah and she does a great she's job really I good think. at that yeah yeah so I don't know, maybe, and it kind of feels like they had to film some of that other stuff first, mm. and then they came back to the nice stuff. Maybe, like maybe that's why she's so like I don't really know how to act right now because I've been screaming and right. I've been possessed for the last <laughs> right. three months. <laughs> maybe, yeah. So maybe that notice, was it. I know I felt both. Of, I agree with both of those. I noticed earlier that it felt like because uh, the guy I think his name is Charlie, uh, the husband. It's um, Roger. Yes. So Roger, her husband, is played by Ron Livingstone. Livingston. Livingston. Yeah. And uh, who I think is great. He's in. He's in like a ton of things. Um, and him next to her. We talked about like Johnny Depp next to Orlando Bloom in the first episode. Yeah. I'm not saying it's that that much of a disparity, but sure. it felt a little like he he feels like a really good like 
character actor and she felt like she was kind of hamming it up especially me. towards the beginning yeah yeah but you're right at the end it's like it, it does even out a bit because he he yeah. plays this like i have no like what do i do right now right he plays that super well and then obviously she is doing her possessed thing yeah so, yeah. yeah he he i mean he's kind of a non-factor as as this movie goes on like he doesn't he just kind of is there and is like i don't know what to do yeah he's but I think the cool thing is that he is there in those scenes and he is mm-hmm. like, he's like doing what he can't, like he knows like yeah. there's nothing I can do about this, but I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to like encourage her as much as I can. I'm right. going to like, you can do this. You, you can find it. feels it. like a birth almost. It's like, yeah, it's, it's like, like, what he can he really what do? What can he do? <laughs> <laughs> She's going to have to get rid of this demon. <laughs> She's going to do it on her, do it on her own. <laughs> it's evil witch spirit. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, what was yours? My Achilles heel. I want to preface this by saying I don't think this is necessarily a failing of this specific movie, but I think it's just movies like this. Um, it had to do with the like the rules and the lore of it. Okay. I only really understood this movie after Jess and I watched this separately. I was on tour, and so I was watching it like on my phone at different points and she was watching it here and then we later talked about it and then I also went and I like read about it afterwards. Okay. I did not get all of like the rules and the a consistent like lore from just one watch. Okay. Uh, and one of them like a, a confusing thing that I already alluded to is like he says oh it can't be a ghost it has to be like a spirit that is in in like the spirit realm and then is trying to come into our realm when he's talking about the doll I think when yeah. Ed is talking about but this but the witch was a real person and so some things like that where it's like all right when I go in to read about it I understand that there is a distinction yeah. that he, he maybe he wasn't talking about exactly this thing but there were just several things where I I didn't realize oh and like a, another big thing is the fact that this spirit was able to follow their daughter home presumably using that locket. I think they made a point of showing us that locket, which she had just made, like they made a point of showing that her picture was in it. Yeah. That the that the spirit kind of stole. And so they're telling us that the spirit is tied to the parents, but now it's following the Warrens home. And it seems to be using Annabelle as like a, a conduit in that moment, yeah. maybe. Well, I so the thing with Annabelle, I was watching it too, and I was like, okay, I know this is coming because obviously I've seen it a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I need to figure out why Annabelle, why she's like holding Annabelle right. when she when she does come to to sort of terrorize the Warren's daughter. Yeah. Um, I don't think she was. Mm-hmm. I don't think she actually had Annabelle. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, Ed goes back and Annabelle's still locked up, right? Yeah, I think that she was just like using that fear that yeah. the daughter has already, and just kind of was like messing with the daughter. Okay, so but the point is, right? Yeah. It it seemed like it was established that this thing is just haunting this one family, but then it follows them home. Which and as as I looked it up later, I found some people online saying, like, oh, it just shows how powerful the spirit is because it can leave this place that it's inhabited yeah. and these family this family that's connected to and follow them but there are just several things like that through the movie that I thought I I got the thought cuz I don't watch many horror movies and I kind of had the feeling a little bit like okay maybe if you're used to horror movie logic this is none of this is a big is a, a big j- jump for you right. but I felt like other movies that are scary I've seen them you know kind of 
present the rules of the movie a little more cleanly. And so to me, at least it felt like I, I had to really, I had to really, really pay attention to figure out what was going on to the point where even at the end of the movie, I didn't, wasn't sure exactly what had happened. Sure. So that's my Achilles yeah, heel. Could have been sense. a little more clear. Yeah. That's definitely, I think, a pitfall of, of the genre, probably. Yeah. Especially, you know, you have like different types of horror movies. You have the horror movies where it's like guy kills people. Like, yeah, like those are pretty straightforward. Or a stalker, yeah. But ones with like a supernatural element, yeah. they're always kind of eh, just kind of right. It it just is. <laughs> you know? Right. And it feels Which is hard to kind of yeah. accept. And it feels like a lot of it and again I don't watch many of them, but like it feels like a lot of these things are kind of either they're based on things that people said have actually happened or they're just super creepy and they're like, Oh, wouldn't that be really creepy? Yeah. Rather than being like, how does this, how has this been set up? You know? Cause yeah. I, I don't care how she's pulling on their legs, whatever. I don't care like that spirit who's perched on top of the dresser. I don't care how she got there. I don't care how they can see her. Like right. that's not important to me. I think we can all, put our brains down for that second, just sure. enjoy the movie. But there are some things like that where it's like, well, you set this up here and now here we are in the third act and I'm wondering what happened. Right. As far as the actual rules go. And yeah, the, the rules definitely are, are very bendy when it comes to the following yeah. movies. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> it, it's just kind of each, each yeah. filmmaker, each new filmmaker that comes in kind of does something new. Okay. Even yeah, though they're yeah, all yeah. kind of tied together Sure. I mean, it feels a little yeah. bit like the Fast and Furious movies sure. where it's I've, like... I've actually never seen a single Fast okay, and Furious Okay, well, movie. with each of those, it feels like a lot of the previous movies have just been thrown out, and we don't really care too much about the laws of physics or... Right, no. We just want to see something crazy happen. No. Uh, all right, safety net. Uh, what What do you think stopped this movie from being a lesser movie? Right. It's James Wan's direction. Mm -hmm. I think it's super easy for a horror movie to fall into cheese yeah. real, really fast yeah. or just kind of to fall into like, it doesn't look good. It does like yeah tropes. Yeah. To just, yeah. Cheap jump scares that, you know, are just thrown in there to get you to, to jump and, but are not worried about building tension or anything like that. Yeah. But James Wan is, is a master at, you know, showing us just enough Mm -hmm. you know, on, on screen, like the blocking of things. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's really good. And then yeah, he, super intentionally. Yes. Filmed. And he builds tension. He doesn't just, you know, throw something at the screen. He, he like these scenes yeah. are minutes and minutes long. There and, are lots. There yeah. were a couple of times where I literally, I actually jumped ahead by 10 seconds. Cause I was like, this is taking so long. And then I would jump ahead 10 seconds and it would still be like, mom, is anyone here? Like, <laughs> I'm like, he's still building. Yeah. And know? it, it, you know, and then I would go back and I would like be like, wow. Yeah. And then you like experience yeah. just how, it's, what he's trying to get you to do. Yeah. It's very, <laughs> it's very, uh, well done. I think it's, yeah. it's well shot. There's some really cool, yeah. Um, long kind of tracking shots. Mm -hmm. in yeah, it. for sure. Um, there's some cool sort of upside down camera work that he uses, yep. and yep. yeah, he's just he's just a masterful mm. director. I mine's very similar. I just said the cinematography. Yeah, I think um, you're right. I think the horror movies that I have seen, it is very clear that 
often in this genre, they're not too concerned with a lot of the classic elements of film, whether right. it's like shot composition or or maybe even camera choice. But this is very, very, uh, like you said, it's super tied to his aesthetic. And it's very clear he's, I don't know if he's behind the camera for this, but like he's, if if he's not, he's communicating very clearly to his director yeah. of photography that like, he he needs this to be just off the screen. He needs this to like pan in right here, and yep. uh, the it just looks beautiful too. That's the big like. I thought that the the this isn't even cinematography, but it all adds to it. Like the house itself, yeah. the costumes. It was a period piece, but it didn't really feel that way. It wasn't yeah. super noticeable. Uh, the you know, just the the setting of the house and like the outside and all these shots. Of um, there very so many like ominous shots of the house and, and the tree and, and yeah, yeah. You know, the tree the hanging tree, and uh, we'll get into some of the shots later. But yeah, yeah they're just like to me. I'm like yeah, that's prop. I mean, for me, it's got to be the biggest thing that stops this movie from just being another horror movie. Right. Exactly. Um. Yep. Yeah. I now here's I'm gonna here's where I'm gonna start getting a little honest about this. Sometimes I feel like it's a pretty big safety net. I feel like. There aren't many other things that are stopping this from being just another horror movie. Okay, but I. That being said, it's the cinematography is fantastic, and it and it deserves all the credit in the world for that. Before we move on, did yeah. you like it? Uh, I I'm kind of fifty fifty on this movie. Okay, we'll get to your actual rating, but I just yeah. wanted to. I I definitely appreciated it more than I liked it. Here's the thing I'd say about this movie, just to to break the suspense on on what I thought. <laughs> You and our listeners are thinking about what I, I think about it. I think that I'm really trying to appreciate it as a genre piece. You have to watch it with the context being, how is it as a horror film? You can't really say, how is it as a film? Um, and I'm sure you can. And that's what I, why I'm saying that this, I think the cinematography really elevates it. Yeah. Because otherwise, you're not even close to this discussion. If it doesn't look the way it was, I'm like... It's a horror movie. It's a pretty simple plot, even though I said it in yeah, a very convoluted way. You know, and it's a very classic plot. You did a great job. Thank you. But I don't I think I just don't like a lot of genre movies. Hmm. Whether they're as I just brought up Fast and Furious, whether they're car movies or even westerns. Like westerns are maybe my favorite genre movie. You know, okay. if you're like, okay, this is just a good wet like once upon a time in the West or something. Like, okay, you have to watch that. Knowing it's a western, you have to know the tropes. You have to know the classics. Um, that I can kind of enjoy those a little more, but like even that one, I, and to me, that's one of the best westerns ever. And I'm like, that even doesn't really compare it like to, I don't know, Pirates of the Caribbean or or Mad Max or these other movies that we've talked about. Yeah, it's yeah. such a genre thing, and so I felt that a little bit about this and how like I think just horror movies are not my favorite. Sure, and so that. I'm always looking at it through that lens now of like, well, I'm not thinking about how good do I think it is. I think of how good it is it as a horror movie. And so there's only so much I think I can really enjoy it. But there are plenty of things I did like about it that okay. we'll continue to get into. Cool. Uh, what is the worst shot of this movie? I had a hard time with this one. Yeah. But I there were... Um, felt a little like the Wes Anderson one where yeah. it's like, it's so intentionally put together. Right. How do you pick one? I think there were... the just a couple small things like they went into a room that was cold and the breath didn't look good mm. it was like they like superimposed yeah, this yeah. foggy breath coming out of their mouths yeah that didn't look good 
Um, and it could have like that could be a really cool effect. And it says, "Oh, there's a spirit here." Right. It just it didn't. Yeah. It was very obviously um, yeah yeah CGI. And then I didn't like the way. I didn't like how Lorraine. The, in in flashback, it shows what she saw behind them as she comes yes. into the house. This like, that's my worst shot. Yeah, this dark yes, so kind I have of the same one. Yeah, okay. This shimmering yeah presence. So yeah, it says oh when I came in and they kind of replay the shots that we already saw. Which I was like, just yeah. let it like we we saw her exactly. You know, we saw her the first time. Mm -hmm. I thought I'll let I, you talk about it. Well, I said like. I said, especially when the rest of the movie is shot so well. Yeah. Because it feels so much like, it just feels so CGI looking. Yeah. And like the rest of the movie, even all of the supernatural stuff is clearly mostly like practical stuff. Mm -hmm. There's almost nothing in this entire movie that feels CGI'd in. And so when, yeah, when you see this kind of flashback of what she was seeing, like that feels like if you're going to do CGI there, put the time in, make it look really, really good. Make it right. look flawless. They must have had so few FX shots. I mean, I say CGI shots. They must have had so few of those in right. this movie. It's yeah, like you yeah. got to make those count because the rest of the movie, movie looks so beautiful. The budget was $20 million. That's not a lot. No. So, I mean, I don't know. It, was, it wasn't great. Those yeah. shots were not good. Yeah, I agree. And I, I do think, again, thinking about what kind of horror movie is, is it, like, that's not scary. No. <laughs> like if you if you put something that seems really natural in there, then yeah. that just that chills you so yeah. much better than something like, where <laughs> I think about like Insidious. I don't know if you mm -mm. yeah. There's a shot right at the end, it's Patrick Wilson as well. Okay. There's a shot at the end of the first Insidious movie where <clears throat> the whatever demon, spirit, whatever yeah. is behind Patrick Wilson, similar sort of it could have been a similar sort of shot. Yeah. And he's like, like standing. Oh, I've right seen behind. this. Yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. a gif. Yeah. His head moves he away and you yeah. kind of see the he's thing. He's like black him. and red. Yeah. 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 Maybe something like that in those shots. Yeah. Or like, like somebody just standing like right behind maybe. Exactly. Could have been creepier. Yeah. Um, something subtle. Something, something that's something just, more subtle. That's yeah. what I was. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we already see when Lorraine walks in, how she's kind of like, whoa, yes. there's something. Like, I can yeah. see something. Yeah. But we don't know what she's seeing. So right. it's kind of cool that they go back and show us, but if you're going to go back and show us, yeah. let like make it cool. <laughs> I agree. No, it, it took me right out of it. It felt, it felt very like, it was just distracting. Definitely. All right, uh, that was our worst shot. What do you think is the best shot of this movie? Oh, there's so many good ones. The one that I wrote down was... I always do this. I always write the one down and then I start thinking about the other ones. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the one I wrote down was it's towards the beginning of the family when they're moving in. Mm -hmm. It's a really oh, long, yeah. it's a really long kind of tracking shot and it yeah. follows her. They go like under the couch and they go through yeah. all the rooms and it's, yeah. a, it's a really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And but it really establishes the space. Yeah. And it makes right. it so you kind of have an idea of what the geography of the house yeah. is. And yeah. then that's cool. I had an honorable mention. Yeah. Unless it's yours, you say yours now. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine is the the sheet out. That was one scene. of mine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so good. That, I mean, to me, that's for those of you who haven't seen it. Uh, Ed and Lorraine at this point are doing some kind of like some chores. Yeah, like for laundry. the parents because yeah, he's helping with his car, and they're talking outside, and I believe they're talking about how they're gonna make this exorcism happen, and 
Ed leaves. Lorraine is still like putting some laundry up on the clotheslines, and the wind blows the sheet and clear, and it stops, and yeah. it kind of as if there's a person right next to her. Yeah, uh, and it's clearly there wasn't someone there. It's clearly kind of an invisible presence, and but it's upon thinking about it later, it's Bathsheba who is who just heard that they're gonna try to make an exorcism happen. So then she goes in. She the sheet kind of flies up to the. To the window, window, the second story window, and then you can barely see. And this is where it's like, this is a great shot yes. because it's not CGI at all, but you see her in the window. She's just like in like a white dress. Yep. You can't tell who it is. And then she like turns away from the window really quick. Oh, and that's gosh. kind of like the the signal that she's going to go possess Carol. Right, and Lorraine like runs in there like yes. trying to trying to stop it. Right. But, but for me, doesn't. so I'll kind of unpack my horror movie baggage, not baggage, uh, <laughs> This is why I think that this move, this shot stands out because I think one of the things that I don't really appreciate horror movies that much is almost any scene, even this scene, but I, I got to give this scene credit because it, it, it interacts with the story so much because of what, because of that, that element where we see her up there and now we realize what's happening. But almost any horror movie, we've even talked about this because you've talked about how you're not watching trailers anymore. Right. And how you can take all the scariest parts of any movie and just put them in the trailer and they're yes. they're kind of just as scary without being part of the movie unless it's a good one right. and that's Most what i mean where this scene is made so much scarier because you realize what she's doing and you right. realize what the kind of the stakes here um that being said her just seeing the sheet wrap around an invisible person is still terrifying and that's <laughs> so that's that's a great shot by itself but i think I think that's kind of my issue with, I would say just, I would call this like a classic horror movie. This is like a, you know, a down the middle horror movie. This I would is say like, so. Yeah. Um, Maybe a, a very good above average, but yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's pretty, it's a pretty straightforward. But as far as like, it's not trying to be like a crazy different thing. No. It's trying to really no. pay homage to like horror movies. It feels like all of these, these tension building shots are just, they're just there. And you could have so many fewer of them. Uh, those long, those tension building shots you're talking about, like, I get it. Those are, he does a great job of building the tension and of faking you out a little bit, but not too much where you feel, it just feels very like, I don't want to say manipulative, but it feels like it's, it just, people that make these movies love to kind of surprise you and subvert your expectations. And there's sometimes where I kind of feel like I'm just in a haunted house more than I'm being having a story to, told to me. That's and fair. this is a scene that where that didn't happen is what I'm saying. Okay. Like I think that the we realize that she's listening on their conversation, that's kind of that's communicated to us in this very spooky way and then she flies up there and then we realize that she's off to get Carolyn. If we can put which again, I didn't necessarily want to happen put those two and two together, but um Looking back, I'm like, that's great. It's scary because of the imagery of it, but it's also scary because of the implications of it and mm-hmm. because we know what's happening with the story. And so I thought that was a great scene. I think so many of the earlier stuff with the girls in bed, with uh, with the, the Rory kid and her following him around, and there's just so many things earlier in the movie that I feel like you can just take them out and look at them as their own, and they're just a, a little... This is scary. This is scary. Yeah. This is scary. You know what I mean? And they're all building the story. But at a certain point, I have to wonder, like, all right, 
what are we actually trying to say? Like, at what, at what point do we have enough scary I, stuff? I see at what you're saying. Which point do we have too much? You know, it is very. I mean, it is a, it is a genre movie. I mean, it's yes. like when you make a when you make a Star Wars movie, you got to have lightsabers and you got to have you know like so yeah. when it when it comes to yeah, making yeah. a horror movie. It, it's about you do have to I think you're right I think you do have to judge it as a horror movie kind of first right um, and then you can you can judge how well it does these sort of baseline objective film making things right. mm-hmm. you know, lighting and sound and you know cinematography and all yeah. those other acting and all those things you can do that as well but you I think you're right I think you do have to yeah. kind of judge it as a horror movie and you yeah. know in the same way that if it's a Western, you wouldn't want to be like, oh, he got shot. He wouldn't be able to like limp into that saloon. Right. It's like, this is a Western, man. You got to accept yeah. that people are, the hero's going to get shot and it's going to take him a long time to die, you know? Yeah. <laughs> or that that guy just got shot in the shoulder and he's instantly dead. Like, right. we're going to have to <laughs> yeah. just, well, Star Wars too. We're going to have to accept right. that about yep. Star Wars yep. as well. Uh, what were your honorable mentions for the best shots? Um, there's a shot where it's towards it's towards the end. Lorraine has run back to go get something in the house, and she's mm-hmm. coming back to where the action is. And there's like a I don't know what the mechanism uh, that the camera was on, but it starts right side up. It's like on the ceiling, mm-hmm. and it starts and it follows her, and then it's oh, it like looking over. down on her. And as she's running through the hallway, and it like turns upside down, following her. It's yeah. a, such a cool. It's like it's on a. Yeah, a gimbal or something. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know, but it, it's really cool. It's a yeah. really cool shot. I remember that shot. Yeah, yeah. I had. Um, I thought also. <clears throat> there's um, earlier in the movie, Carolyn falls down the stairs, this basement stairs. Yes. Uh, it's when oh, which when uh, Rory claps out of the darkness, which is a pretty good shot. Yes. Uh, but. When she falls down the stairs, I mean, it just looks like someone falling down the stairs. It looks like oh, yeah. super painful. It does look. I remember because I've seen it, but I was like, "Oh god, yeah, that would look like it hurt." I'm like, I want to know how they did. You know, like, what was how they set up the stunt? Yeah, you know, performer with that. Yeah, it was very good. It was uh, good. All right, worst scene of this movie, Jake. Worst scene of The Conjuring. It could be a necessary scene. Yeah, uh, it's it, but for some reason, it's it's at the bottom of the pile. I mean, I think. The one we touched on already, the flashback scene. Like, of Lorraine. Yeah, I, I think it, it's a cool scene in theory, but, you know, mm-hmm. it could have been done better. But I won't say that. I'll say that there's a, and it's not long, it's like maybe less than a minute, but it's the Warren's like assistant kid mm-hmm. flirting yeah. with one of the daughters. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Why did we do that? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, and the the dialogue is like, far out (laughs) it's like hey remember we're in the 60s yeah it's groovy there's (laughs) there is some not great acting in this movie um it it is it was tough to for me to pick our uh unsung hero for this uh just because it feels like there's a kind of a baseline of like there's all the people who are doing the good acting feel like they're those the four adults and then all the kids are like okay yeah. yeah. All right. My my worst scene was I don't think this it's not a terrible scene. It's just there's one thing about it that for me really felt jarring and it took me out, which is the montage of them setting up the house of the cameras and stuff around the house. They play this very kind of like bright, fun. It's music. a spooky song though. It's spooky. <laughs> it, though. it does not come across <laughs> as spooky. 
<laughs> it comes across as like Mamas and the Papas or something. It's very kind of like yeah. sunny. Yeah. If that song was used in a different context, I don't know if it would feel the same way, but it felt like it was like, oh, here we go. We're setting up our cameras. And it's like Scooby-Doo. Exactly. It made it feel very Scooby-Doo. They're like, eh, we're setting up our cameras to go off when the temperature drops because that means that a spirit's near. Like, It just felt... Uh, it, it felt very yeah. incongruous or, or incongruent uh, with the rest of the movie. And the music of the rest of the movie is really good. It's, it builds the suspense. It to feels totally appropriate. But this one, for some reason, I was like, I thought it was shot great. But Yeah, it's cool. Just, it, it is a cool effect where it shows him like doing all this stuff. Yeah. It was um, edited really well. I just I, felt like yeah. it, it felt like, oh, this is a fun part. And I'm like, this movie doesn't have a fun part. Like, I will. I will push back just a little bit. Okay. I know the song. I can't remember what the song is called, uh -huh. um, but it's on my it's on my Halloween playlist okay. on Spotify. <laughs> nice, nice. But um, this is a a moment in the movie. We've just come off of like the night that pushed them over the edge, yeah. right? Which is where the daughter gets the pulled. hand clap, right? Where Rory claps, she gets yeah. locked in the basement. Bathsheba jumps off the dress, like all yeah. of that. Roger yeah. comes home and like everybody's screaming. He's like, "What's going on?" Yeah. We're coming right off of that. And we're about to go into these two nights of investigation. Yeah. And I think it's actually really important. I don't know. Cool that we have this. And I think the song fits the the period uh -huh. of, of the movie. That, yeah, that, it does. Yeah, um, yeah it, it didn't feel anachronistic at all. Right. And I think it does have a... It is lighter. But yeah. I think it is purposefully lighter. And yeah. I think that that does serve to give us as an audience sort of a breather yeah um and i don't know i like the song i think the song is cool i like the song too i i do feel like it was a good song uh for me it feels like there is another point in the movie that feels like it there's levity there it's right after it's right when they think everything's okay it's right after they've taken the picture and they're all like they're cooking in the kitchen Everyone's spirits are kind of high. Yeah, that's a little bit after. It's after. Yep. Yeah, it's like a, it's like maybe four or five scenes after. Yeah, this. yeah, yeah. And to me, I'm like, this feels earned. It's like they all think everything's going to be okay, and we all know. Right. We all know that there's no way. Like, we something bad is happening. Yeah. But it, there's a little calm before the storm, and that felt like an appropriate time to have a little bit of fun. Um, but this one feels. Yeah. It just feels like because what they're doing. I see what, what you're saying. Doing they're, is setting they're setting. Up. <laughs> <laughs> it's very you're right it's very scooby-doo yeah i yeah, get yeah. it yeah and this do doesn't and that's you were saying that one thing this movie does well is it doesn't stray into campiness and or it doesn't you know it's it not cheesy very you're right yeah it's not corny and i'm like th this felt like almost they yeah, almost took a step it, in a corny direction i i, <laughs> I see what you're saying uh -huh. and i think i may agree okay just okay. a little bit okay uh best scene of this movie there's a lot of them Okay. Um, let let me let's flip this around. Let me say mine first because you're oh. probably gonna have a lot. Okay, I do I'll have several say, several honorable. Yeah, honorable I I basically just have one. Um, I'm not that I thought there was only, but this is that for me. I was like, this is the one that I thought was the best. It's the sound recording scene in the basement. Yeah, the fact that we're just hearing through the microphone. I have that's yeah that's mine. Yeah, I was like. For me, I'm like, this is the most creative sequence in the entire movie. So cool. It's very suspenseful. Also, d 
we nothing happens until the door slams at the end. Right. So it's like it's there are no jump scares. It's I don't think it's manipulative in the same way that I don't like how horror movies are manipulative. Right. I'm like I think it's just a great the whole thing and then I think that sound design thing where it's just they're going through like a lot of the house mm-hmm. and Ed is holding the microphone and we're just hearing through the microphone and yep. so it's very localized the sound and uh, I thought that was great yeah and you're what we're seeing is what they're seeing on video it's the video camera right. following yeah. him yeah yeah very cool that was on my on my list of a couple here yeah the the scene where that the whole night that la- sort of last straw night yeah. Where she gets thrown down the, the basement stairs, stairs yeah. and she kind of is looking down there and it's quiet and the ball gets thrown. Yeah. And she has to like clamber back up the stairs and the light explodes. Yeah. And she's like lighting a match. Yeah. And we hear, you know, you know, do you want to play hide and clap? Yeah. And then the hands come out like right beside her right. face. Oh gosh. Yeah. When I when we first watched this movie, I was like, I don't know, 15, 14, 15. Yeah. I watched it with my parents. Yeah. And my mom, like, I remember my mom screamed. Dude, she screamed <laughs> so loud. Like, she scared me more than the actual yeah. scene scared me. <laughs> but, yeah, so I remember that scene was was very good. Um, I think as part of the scene, too, there's a part where all the photos, all the things fall off the wall. That's how it starts. Yes. Yeah. I thought that shot was really cool it was really well done it felt really natural and it was like part of this kind of wait a minute okay what is going on because it's alarming but at the same time it's not like you don't know what's happening right because she she gets woken up because she hears the clap right right and so she's like guys it's it's or she's folding clothes or something she's like it's too late to be playing that game so she walks out and checks on them they're all in bed yeah she walks downstairs and the the pictures fall Yeah. yeah which is very like it's very alarming, and she's freaked out by it. Yeah, uh, I just thought it was super. That's such a great way of establishing something crazy's happening. Yeah, and then the last scene that I had just kind of to shout out was this: the scene in the girl's bedroom where it's Joey King and Nan. Joey King's character, his name is I can't remember. It is hard to keep all the daughters. They have lots of children. It, yeah. Oh, uh, Nancy is the other one that's there. Okay. Um. And there's something behind the door, right? She gets her leg pulled really hard and gets yeah. woken up. And there's something behind the door. And yeah. she's like looking under the bed and stuff. Yeah. And she like wakes Nancy up. And she's like, there's someone standing right there. She points and we can't see it like because yeah. it's dark. Right. But she can see it. And Nancy walks over there. Then the door slams. Like I thought that scene was really well done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, side note. When they were earlier in the movie, when they're playing the clapping game, uh-huh. the hide and clap, I was like, "Well, this is gonna get scary yeah. later." <laughs> they're all, they're playing basically hide and seek, and like they can clap, right? Like a couple times. The seeker and that's, is blindfolded. Yes, yeah. and sh- the seeker's trying to find where everyone else is, and I'm like, "Well, this is gonna come back, and it's gonna be terrifying." <laughs> and it is. And it is. All right. Oh, this. Sorry, the yeah. scene where her and the littlest daughter are mm-hmm. playing it. Yeah. And she's like following the claps and we're with Carolyn, yeah. Caroline, watching yeah. her try to find the daughter. Yeah. And she's following the claps. We think she's following the claps. She's going to find her. Right. And the hands come out of the wardrobe and it's like these two man hands and they Yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um oh. anyway, let's yeah, keep going. Yeah, stuff like that, stuff like that. It was very 
for me, that's so much more earned is when something's really creepy and, yes. and rather than stuff being like, I don't know, like startling or gross. I 100% not agree. Not that I hate those things in movies, but I'm like, it's just so much more effective to have something that you think about later and you're like, yep. ooh, remember yep. when those hands came out? Yes. Uh, okay, cutting room floor. What's a scene from this movie that you think could have just been edited right out? The first scene. Annabelle. Well, it's just because like, why do we need her in this movie? Like we need her to set up the, and the reason why they do it yeah. is because I think James Wan knew that he wanted to do sure. an Annabelle movie. Yeah. And I think in the context of this specific movie, I don't think we need Annabelle at all. You Maybe. could have used that, that the footage of that exorcism that they use later at that college or the, that, that, that lecture right. hall. At, or, instead of this yes or or something you know because yeah. we need to be introduced to ed and lorraine because yeah. ultimately this world is theirs yeah i love them to yeah. like as characters as a as kind of like a power sort of couple you know i love them together and yeah i think they sort of drive a lot of a lot of this yeah i do think i mean i don't know if i'd replace it though that's the thing i don't i think i might replace it but I don't know if I'd take it out because I do think it does something like it starts in a way rather than us going straight to the house right. and the family moving in, it's starting us with Ed and Lorraine, which I think is effective. So, so maybe, we, maybe we that's what use it is. Maybe, one of the other ones differently. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's okay. what I'm saying. Mine, I kind of said this earlier, but um, just that first like 50 minutes of the movie, like <laughs> the whole thing. Cut. No. <laughs> No, just so many scenes of them kind of wandering through the house. Yeah. Again, hide and clap, that's setting something up for later. Right. Right. So keep that one. But like we saw so many just kind of child's bedroom shots and like, wait a minute, what was that? Wait, something's like, there's just so many things. And I was like, I really, I started to get a little bit bored at this point in the movie because I mean, I wasn't super bored because it's like a horror movie. So it's right. keeping you on your toes. But like, I just kind of felt like, okay, I get it. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's something wrong here. And the family now knows beyond the shadow of a doubt that there is, you know? Yeah. Like, it, I felt like a couple times near the end of that, before they go to see and learn, before the, that final straw night, right. it just felt like there were maybe two scenes in there that felt redundant. It felt like, oh, we just saw this. I honestly wonder if that was the case because that was the real stuff like the kids feeling their legs being pulled on and the rotting meat smell like those are the things that were real that they said in the actual story happened right, that they yeah. experienced in their house yeah. so maybe they were kind of harping on that stuff to to you know uh elevate the realism yeah. aspect and also i think if you know if we do we talked about the scene where she gets it pulled really hard almost she gets yeah. she almost falls out of the yeah, bed yeah. if we if we don't get the scene before, like the scene earlier in the movie where she, it just gets tugged and she says, stop pulling my leg. Right. You know, if we don't get that, then... Yeah, it, it escalates. It, right. It's not as yeah. it's not as effective seeing her almost get pulled out of the bed. Sure. Um, I get that. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's I all... Would, you know, yeah, I wonder if I went back and I kind of kept track of it in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there is, there's a picture of, there's a real picture of one of the girls in this, in the real family, like supposedly getting thrown out of her bed. Uh, and it, I mean, I don't know. I'm just, is I'm, this at the end. No, this is, I just found it online. Oh, okay. And like, 
it is not at all convincing. It looks like her just jumping off a of bed. <laughs> all of all of all of Ed Lorraine Warren stuff, dude. The is, real world stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure all of it is fake. <laughs> yeah, and it, I do like that. Is one of my favorite elements of this is that they're taking these people that really existed, and most likely we're investigating a lot of stuff that didn't actually happen. Which, to the filmmakers' credit, that you find Ed and Lorraine saying that like their first instinct is always like it's probably just your water heater it, you know it's the wood contracting sure. or whatever yeah. you know like because that's totally what would happen like 90% of the hits that they would get would be people thinking that there's a ghost in their attic and it's just the seasons changing <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. alright that's my cutting room floor opposite of that imaginary deleted scene what's a scene that we could have used in this movie but didn't get a minute or two in that third act that shows us the daughters that we left in the motel. Yeah. I think we we kind of we leave them there yep. and go to the house and we don't see them again. Like there's not even a hmm. we don't even see their faces as we as we, we find leave, out we you know? find out that Carolyn has taken Right. Has Alice taken the two the two youngest daughters yes, back to the house. Back to the house and she's gonna kill them. Or right. or Joey King's character and and the youngest daughter. She's gonna kill and one of them. That's happened off screen that's happened off camera right we uh, come back Roger and the daughters yeah we yeah we get to the motel and the daughters inform us as an audience yeah um you know carolyn took mom took right you know the daughters and she's gonna go kill them um but what i'm saying is that i we don't ever see those daughters again until the very end hmm. so if we had <clears throat> maybe a minute or, or less than a minute just to kind of see them worry or see them have like any sort of conversation like it's yeah. going to be okay like yeah you know or or maybe they're like saying a prayer or you know maybe like they're right. doing something um yeah that's a good i call. think that that we could have that could have been maybe right. useful so that we didn't just forget it's a small it's a very small cast and it feels weird to like kind of exclude Almost a half. whole <laughs> a whole section of that cast for the like the climactic right. moment yeah uh, I had a couple. Okay, this first one isn't a real one because I feel like I'm just gonna say it. When the Warrens first arrive at the house, and Lorraine sees, she, we find out later she's seeing kind of this apparition. Yeah. In retrospect, I see that she was so sure because she saw, and Ed is so sure because he trusts her. Yeah. But it feels like, as a filmmaker it would have been more compelling for them to show up and be like, actually, there's nothing wrong with your house. Like, you're fine. And then just for something crazy to happen. Okay. And then be like, okay. Like, that, to me, that feels like a missed opportunity. Sure. Because you could do it. It's a made-up story. You could do anything. Yeah. And, I, and I'm like, I'm just pick. I'm like, they showed up and they're like, oh, yeah, something's really wrong here. And, I, and like- They bang which, on the walls? Oh, <laughs> it's possessed. <laughs> exactly. And like- and whatever, like, again, I was just, I was surprised because I'm expecting exactly, because we see them earlier going to another person's house and being like, right. oh, you, oh, you got your, he's got his great Midwestern accent. Oh, yeah, your, uh, <laughs> oh, your baseboard is uh, just expanding with the wood here. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, so do that again. And then instead it's like the witch shows up or like, you know, some lantern explodes. Like, yeah. I don't know, make something happen yeah. that we get to see. Um, and again, that's more of a story rewrite, yeah. but I'm just like, feels like a missed opportunity. It could have been really fun. That's fair. Yeah, <laughs> that's definitely fair. Uh, my actual de imaginary deleted scene though is uh, more of Rory 
or none of Rory. He feels like such an afterthought in this movie. And I'm, I was paying attention to him because I was like, oh, he's going to be part of the end. Mm. And in the end, you're like... He's not really part of the climax, though. And he also, his only, his only real co- contribution is the relationship that he establishes with Nancy, is it? The, the, the youngest? The youngest? No. Or whatever. The youngest is, has a different name. <laughs> the youngest. The, the relationship that he establishes with the youngest daughter, like she leads him into the, or he leads her into that secret passageway behind the uh, wardrobe, and then Lorraine falls down through the floorboard there like okay we're gonna do the names ready okay in in order in in age order okay andrea who's the one who flirted with drew yep yeah nancy who wears glasses okay christine who is joey king okay cindy who sleepwalks yes april who has the relationship with rory april okay so april and she's the one who knocks her head on the wardrobe right no that's cindy that's cindy okay yes so, I I don't know why he's establishing why for our sake he's establishing this relationship with her. There's the music box thing. There's I guess he's getting the music box to Lorraine so she can use that to see the other mothers. But at the same time, I'm like, there are so many other ways. It's weird that we have this one kid. Maybe it's a misdirect where you're like, you think he's the bad guy, but actually he's this innocent yes. victim. I think that's definitely you know? part of it because yeah. during that scene that we've talked about so much, he claps, right? Right. At the same time, Bathsheba is like doing her thing. So it's like right. all of these scary things are happening. So this must be yeah. all connected. Right. When in reality, we see later that Rory is now leading yeah. Lorraine to see, you know, he takes um, Cindy leads her sleepwalking up the stairs yeah into the wardrobe and okay so he does he He, leaves lorraine there yes and that's when she finally sees falls down and goes down and sees she sees understands what's happening okay yeah okay so that 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 satisfies me a little bit more okay yeah but anyway more of him i feel like just it felt like especially near the end of the movie it was like i feel like we were leading towards something with him and now he's gone because Supposedly, he's still in the house when this whole third act is happening. Right. So and yeah. afterwards, I yeah. would assume. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, I think definitely seeing him in that third act yeah. would have been cool. All right, unsung hero, actor sixth or lower on IMDb that you thought gave a great performance. I think Joey King. Joey King. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think of all of the of all the kids, she's definitely the best. It did feel there's so many children. <laughs> <laughs> so many daughters that it felt like, not to mention Ed Lorraine's daughter. She's, she's adds another, another daughter. It's a whole Von Trapp family of <laughs> of, of victim children. <laughs> but like, it felt like all, so many of these experiences were kind of spread over all of them that very few of them got a chance to really stand out. Right. And yeah. I think, I think for me, mm-hmm. I think that the scene where... Christine is Joey King is looking under the bed and she sees the thing behind. I think she gets the most. I think probably because she's the yeah. most talented actor. I of see all that. Them. Yeah, yeah. But she gets the biggest moment of screaming, crying. Like I'm yeah. gonna actually act in this scene. Right. Um. I think that's what kind of pushed that character over. Yeah. She okay. Maybe has the most to do as as a side yeah. character. But I get um, that. I get that. So as I said before, I didn't. I had no idea what to do with this because I felt like all the good acting of the movie was done by like the five main people. Main yeah. people. 
Um, I mine was a guy named Christoph Villon, I think is his name, but he plays the guy in the Exorcism video who Lorraine looks oh, at and screams good one. at. Yeah. And I thought he did a really good job. Like he's only, I mean, he's probably literally 15 seconds yeah. of this movie, but That's a good um, one. I was like, you know, they make his eyes weird and mm-hmm. then he, it feels, it feels like an actual like, um, old grainy videotape yeah. of something like this happening. And so, yeah, they like, cool. he like makes that eye contact with Lorraine and she like yes. looks at him for a second cause she's seeing something and then she like freaks out. Yeah. And he like, Oh uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He yeah, was yeah. sufficiently and effectively very terrifying. Right. Yeah. As a victim, almost rather yeah, than being right. like a bad guy. Of course. Yeah. I um, have a, a yeah. surprise um, segment. Ooh. Okay. For this specific movie and love it and ones like it. Okay. What was the best scare in the movie for you? Most effective scare. What scared you the most? Okay. So. Some of these scares I still remember from like the trailer. Really? Yeah, like cuz like you just see these like this there were a lot of trailers for I think that this was a pretty successful movie when it came out and so mm-hmm. I saw a lot of movies where this played before it. Uh so I remember Bathsheba floating on the bed above Caroline or Caroline. Oh yeah. I think that one where you barely see her face. Um and then the feet over Ed's shoulder, which is a personal uh, runner-up for best shot. I thought that was great. Very good. Um, I've seen that shot before. I knew that was coming. Uh, and then the, uh, I think maybe the jumping off the wardrobe. Yeah. Um, I think the the clapping, the hands next to Caroline or Carolyn. Yep. We'll just say Caroline. Yeah. Uh, next to the mom uh, when she's at the top of the stairs. I think that was, again, because it was so like creepy and it, it wasn't malicious. It right. wasn't like aggressive. It was actually playful. He was but, just trying to play. Right. He's this Looking kid back. who, yeah, he <laughs> lost his, his life when he was a kid. So he's, right. he's still a kid. Uh, yeah. I think that was maybe the scariest part. If I hadn't seen them before, I think that the, the sheet in the wind... And then maybe the witch's feet over his shoulder. Yeah. I think maybe one of those would have been the most effective scare for me. Cool. What about you? Well, originally when you first right. Saw it. So I I I watch this movie differently now than yeah, I did. Of course. Obviously, when I when I first saw it, originally it was the hand claps. Yeah. Right? It was that that scene was easily yeah. the scariest. Um, this this time around, I was most scared during that that exorcism scene i was Hmm. like actually scared i because like the things that were happening it was intense i was like worried and i yeah it it just does such a good job of making me feel that yeah and so that was so this time around whereas normally i'll be like at least we're not getting jump scared (laughs) (laughs) you know this isn't that bad compared to some of the other stuff we've seen yeah yeah but whereas this time around i'm like this is this is really effective (laughs) yeah um i wanted to make a couple points before we move further like jess felt the same way i feel like the bathsheba makeup was not super great and it felt a little like her scenes felt like it it was too it was almost over the top where she's just like (laughs) 
like the, when she jumps, especially off the wardrobe, like yeah. she's just like, Bleh! and it felt it, again, whenever that happens, it's instantly not creepy anymore to me. Once you, know you I mean? show the monster, yeah. the jaws effect. Yes. Yeah. Right. Once you see in, in whatever movie it is, once you see it, yeah. it loses its right. You know, whatever, it, whatever that, cause we, 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 yeah. we are more afraid of what we don't know. You know, yes, but it's possible even once you've seen the thing to be scary, and I felt it just felt like the the makeup felt very basic, sure. Uh, where it's everything else around it felt again more kind of uh, yeah manicured. It felt like really well polished and real, and I don't know. It just didn't feel like there's a point where you know the the sheet rips open and you see her face, and it was just again it felt like it was it felt like a rubber halloween mask and i really? don't know I, just, I didn't i didn't yeah, get yeah. that okay i didn't feel that way um that's good though yeah i don't know i just I, again compared with so many of the other things that we see in yeah. this movie even the like the spirit of the mother in the basement with the she has like the black yeah yeah tears. yeah tears like to me that looked way better than right it's definitely Bathsheba. more more it, it, they they kind of did Bathsheba up yeah because of the fact that she's the bad guy. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Maybe they want to make it like They super definitely obvious. wanted to make her look evil. Right, right. Um, I get that. And I think they they probably did go over the top, but it purposefully, I think. Yeah. Cool. The other thing I want to say was just as far I've said a lot of what I want to say about horror movies, but I do think I do like a lot of these elements. And I like it when they're used in stuff that aren't necessarily thought of as horror movies so like some things that are horror ish that i really like are like stranger things yeah um i've i've told about talked to you about before midnight mass which yeah. is a series on netflix uh, a quiet plays get out these different they, they're clearly using horror movie like camera angles makeup timing all that stuff but in my mind it's contributing to a story so much more than you know again a genre movie and again that's more of a genre thing than like a movie to movie thing but i do appreciate it when it's done well and i like what it adds to movies i like it when there's something creepy and i like it when it's barely revealed and i th that whole thing of, like with jaws where it's like they don't show the shark till the very end like that's so effective and i love it when movies do that uh but yeah, my as I said before, it's just like when when I've seen the stuff in the trailer, and I'm like, even yeah. removed from the story, it's going to do the same thing to me. Yeah, like I think especially there's one shot in particular where they really milk that, uh, maybe foreshadowing the very last shot, but the uh, the music box. Yeah, every time someone looks at that, it's like they're looking at it, and they look away, and they look back to it, and then the camera pans over, and then it pans back, <laughs> and they close it. And nothing happens, and they walk right. away. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. there's so <laughs> there's so many there's moments like, three like that. Three scenes. Yes. <laughs> like and that. finally, she sees right. the the one of the mother spirits behind the the camp the the glass, the mirror. But yeah, so it's maybe it's leading towards something. But again, it's those moments where I'm like, okay, like you yeah. just toyed with us, yeah. and like it didn't actually. You didn't even do anything, right. and I'm and like, that's, but that's what they're trying to do. I know. They're trying, I know like, they are. I know they are. <laughs> And that's that's just the kind of thing where I'm like, I get what you're you doing. You don't you don't like that. You don't like that. It's okay. <sighs> I don't know. It's it's I okay. Yeah. Um, I I love to be manipulated. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I'll, well, I'll keep that in mind. No. no, no. That, that was a joke. 
<laughs> don't actually manipulate me, please. I'm okay, very okay. sensitive. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> I'm very sensitive. Uh, okay. Uh, best quote. I thought this was one of the least quotable quotable movies. One hundred percent agree. I was like, I got. We were. I was like an hour fifty minutes in. I was like, I don't have any quotes. I have two. <laughs> two in the entire movie that I thought I could even consider for this. I googled conjuring quotes. <laughs> I'm going to go first then. <laughs> My real one is that I, I feel like has to be the one is uh, must have been a draft. Yeah, that's when yeah, that's um, I think his name is Brad, yep. like the sheriff or whatever. Mm-hmm. He, when Drew, their assistant, asks him like, he's like, what, when that door slammed, he's like, was that, oh, what was that? Was that just, yeah. I forget what he says. And he's like, must have been a draft. I thought like it was a good yeah. delivery. Yes. Yeah. And then at the end, did a draft do that to your face? <laughs> <laughs> right. And then there was the the only other one that I thought it was even was was she, she said <laughs> she asked her to stop farting. Her sister, she's like, stop farting. It smells so bad. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I thought I agree. Uh, the um the I trust the clocks line I thought was cool because mm-hmm. it's been established that yeah every single night the clocks stop at three oh seven, and then the guy kind of like rolls his eyes and say I trust the clocks. Yeah. It's 308. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, Which was pretty much, I think, just Bathsheba toying with them, yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, she purposefully didn't didn't do it that night. Yeah. Um, then there's, an, there's like a little interaction between Roger and um, Ed where oh, he's like, no, he, he says, you know, have you have your children been baptized? And Roger's like, eh, we never really got around to, you know, we're not really church going people. And Ed says, you might want to rethink that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. Not okay. very quotable, but. No. Just the tone of the movie. It's not. Yeah. yeah it's you not. don't want to. It's so funny because some of the movies we've watched have been. All quotes. Incredibly quotable. So it's funny <laughs> to see. Yeah. Like a movie can be built for that. And this movie seems to be c- completely opposite yeah. direction. Uh, all right. Is this a film or is this a movie? Is this a movie or is this a film? This is a movie. Okay. It's an extremely well-crafted, intentional, intentionally made yeah. uh, movie. I don't think it has a whole lot to say. I think there is some some thematic stuff. Family. Yeah. Yeah. This is um, I think there there stuff. is a there is a a really cool and I actually for the first time watching this got kind of emotional during the during that that scene where they're like trying to ex- exercise her because mm-hmm. everybody's like. You know, Roger saying, "Don't let this, don't let it do this to you." You know, you can do this, you can fight it. And then, yeah, Lorraine is like, "Think about your kids." Like, there's such a powerful family yeah. sort of dynamic. So that stuff is there. I don't think it's strong enough to, to, to outweigh. Right. James Wan is trying to scare you. That's yeah. what he's trying to do. He's trying to make a, a super creepy movie. Yeah. That makes you feel unsettled yeah. and scared, and it's and he's trying to heighten it by the fact that it's based off of a true story. Loosely. Yeah. Loosely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a very, yeah. very, very well done movie. Cool. I started off on film with this one. Really? Um, but uh, I, I totally agree. I think it's a movie just be- because of the genre thing. I think it's hard to make a something that is a genre movie and say it's like film. But I, I think agree. the cinematography uh, and, again, the, te- the attention to detail really does – it pulls it that way a little bit for me still. Agree. Like – it's it's clear that there's so much art involved in it that it feels like it is art. Yeah, we know? talked about when we first started, you know, this podcast, we talked about how a movie can be artful. Yeah. And a film can not be as, you know, 
as artful. I think with this one, you have to really zoom out and say like, yeah. all right, what is this trying to do? What is it trying to say? Is and it trying to end, change me as a viewer? Right. Is it trying to to ch- like to challenge me or change me or yeah, or, you know, anything no. like that? I don't think I don't think no. this one is. No, it's 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 a roller coaster ride. Yeah, it's it's a like. it's a good one. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, personal rating, critical rating. Uh, my personal rating, actually, with this one has gone up and down. Through, okay. through the through the the many views, but yeah, I think being able to finally, you know, the jump scares don't scare me anymore. Uh, the the so I'm able to kind of look into sort of the thematic elements of it and all that. I, I really enjoyed it. I'm going to give it a personal five out of five again. Yeah. Um, and a critical, it's a I think it's a four. I think a lot of the stuff that you kind of highlighted. Yeah, it's a really really good. There's not many fours in hor- in horror. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think okay, it's, cool. I think it's good. Uh, so personal rating for me, I'm gonna say a three. Um, I thought again, this is, it's more like appreciation than sure. I, I can really appreciate what it was. I think for me, again, it is hard to really like love and appreciate uh, something that feels like it's made for this specific purpose rather than yeah. to be a, what I think to be, to be like a good film or movie. Um, so yeah, but at the same time, I think it was really well done. I can definitely appreciate it, but the fact that it feels like it's just not really made for me. Right. So that's where I land where I yeah. can't, I can't give it less than a three because of all the things that it did like so well, but I didn't, I just didn't love it. So three, it stays there. Um, critical rating for me is also a four. Yeah. Uh, everything you just said, I'm like, it's, it does. First of all, it does what it sets out to do very well. Mm-hmm. And again, the cinematography just kind of elevates it. Yeah, for sure. Double feature. If you had your own drive-in theater and this was the first movie, what's the second one? So when I watch, don't say the Conjuring too. I'm not okay. <laughs> <laughs> when I watch horror movies, I always like to throw on something very light. Yeah. After okay, whether it's The Office or you know, so I usually it's some sort of episodic yeah. comedy or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, but if this is a drive-in, if it's my drive-in theater, mm-hmm. I don't want to swerve. Jake's too hard. drive-in is it's a pretty good name. Perfect. Um. I don't want to swerve too hard. You know, right. I want to keep it of course s- a little bit in line, but I also I want to give some levity. So I'm going to go with a movie from the year I was born actually. Okay. I grew up watching this movie. I think it kind of ties in. It's got some family um, okay. themes in there. It's called Halloween Town. Have okay. you ever seen it? I don't think so. It's a so. Disney it's a Disney movie. Okay. Um but it's um it's basically this family of of witches. It's like okay. this it's a it's Debbie Reynolds. Okay. Um, she plays the grandmother. She's a witch. She's from Halloween Town. It's kind of like this alternate dimension that's okay. like Halloween all year long. Um, mom is a witch also, but she kind of denies it. She's like buried it. She doesn't want her kids to be a part okay. of it. Um, and then you have the kids who are witches and warlocks. There, I think there's three of them. Okay. Um, and they go on this adventure in Halloween Town. You know, their grandma takes them. And it's, it's, it's fun. You know, it's, it's, it's a kid's movie, yeah. but it also, it's got the spooky yeah. kind of it's spooky horror thing. Stuff, yeah. and I don't recognize it. Um, so I don't think I've seen it. Yeah. I like that. There are a yeah. lot of good ones like that that are kind of a little more Scooby-Doo. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with Scooby-Doo. No, not at all. Um, okay. I feel super basic 
for mine. That's okay. But I felt just this mood. Um, I have been very basic with my picks in the past. <laughs> I've worked <Okay>. really hard. <laughs> so I really like yours. I think that I like that you're thinking of where, okay, where, where do I want to go next, but still feel connected to this? Yeah. Um, I'm thinking, all right, this is, I want to stay in the horror movie. Mm-hmm. I, I'm genre. I'm also thinking I want it to maybe have some similar themes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I want to do something that's a little more of a film. Okay. So I'm just going to say The Shining. Yeah. Which, again, it's, it's a hotel instead of a house. Uh, guys basically getting possessed, uh, killing his family, all that stuff. Yeah. So, uh, Classic movie, great movie, Jack Nicholson. Yeah. So uh, my, mine is The Shining. Cool. Yeah, that's a good one. I actually looked at that one. It wasn't, it wasn't, um, it wasn't family enough for me. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Well, for your, for your, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you yeah. want something that's going to yeah. kind of cleanse for the palate. Me, yeah, and yeah. the shining does not do that. <laughs> it's not a, cl- <laughs> it's not a palate cleanser. We know what's funny is that for some people, it probably really is. Like for some be. people, they're like, ah, oh, nice, nice, wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> the shining. All right. Sweet. Uh, anything it. else you want to say? That's it. Go watch it. Go watch The Conjuring, people. Uh, sorry we spoiled all of yeah. all the scary parts. Yeah, I do want to say for our <laughs> listeners, um, we would love it if you watched these along with us. Yeah, and of course. Tell us about it. Yeah. Yeah, let us know uh, what you think of these. What were your fr- some of your favorite... Uh, if you want to use some of our criteria or your own or give us ideas for new ones, let us know. Yeah, for sure. All right, uh, next episode, we will be talking about a movie off of my list, Jojo Rabbit. And as I said before, these two movies have an extremely specific through line or an element that is present in both of them uh, that I will, I'm going to keep you on your toes and yeah, tell you the next time. I'm excited. All right, see you next time. See ya.